Hey guys! We're hey. live! Uh, I'm not playing this game, don't I? What's I mean, playing? I'm yeah. playing Pawnbarian. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I yeah, it's this it's this uh it's a chess based roguelike. <laughs> Alright. Strategy found, roguelike, yeah. I, I found it the other day and started playing and I just sent David a uh, a message on Hangouts, and I just said Pawnbarian. He's like, "What? <laughs> Do what?" <laughs> All right, I'm sold. It yep. is. It is pleasing. It's it's pleasing, and it's it doesn't take a lot of investment in time to win or lose. It doesn't take long to play a game for uh, at least on mobile. Uh, I pwned up seven bucks for it, and the nice thing is, like, when you do that, it uh, you can play it as a demo, and it gives you one dude in one uh, dungeon, mm-hmm. and it unlocks like three more dungeons and like six or seven more dudes, uh, and it's it's kind of like you draw a car or you draw a a chess piece, and the chess piece determines your move. Uh, you, you get like three of them and you can, you get two moves per round based on the chess pieces you draw. Uh, if you draw one that has a lightning bolt, then you get energy so you can get an extra turn and you're fighting these monsters that are coming after you. Awesome. I dig it. I dig it. Right, well, I'm and clearly I've, I've hooked at least one other person on it. Also like, uh, really bad chess as a mobile game. Mm-hmm. It's chess, but like the pieces are randomized instead of like positioned like normal. Nice. So it gets really weird. Yeah. I think I tried that once a couple of years ago. So, uh, dick. big, big news for the podcast. Uh, I've actually started going back and editing episodes and releasing them in oh. audio format. So we've had, uh, Two episodes already have come out, and it's like the first two episodes that Mitch was part of. Back oh, in, back in like January and February. Exciting. Yeah, at least I think those were. I think that's when you started. Seems plausible. I don't know. There was an episode with Holden that was apparently one of the like that was the last one that we actually released, and then the next two were were ones that I've I've since. Uh, posted. I've edited a third one. It will drop on Friday. So only like after tonight, only 12 more to go to get caught up. <laughs> so I'm just doing like Monday, Wednesday, Friday releases until <laughs> I get caught up. Just, just getting them out there. Just, just dumping them all in the feed. People out there binge listening. Yep. So. Uh, anything, anything else going on? Going to Wisconsin this weekend. Oh, for no particular reason. Going to uh, like the Dells or to, Mm -hmm. no, just. Well, I wanted to go to the house on the rock. Oh, Jesus, that place. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, after reading American gods, I'm like, oh, oh, I'll put that on my list. Hey, bring comfortable shoes. That's exactly the reason I did. And yes, yes. Bring comfortable shoes. Because oh, it's a million mile walk. And painkillers too, because you'll probably need them after all that walking. <laughs> yeah. Well see, 
I just had a podiatrist appointment and she said, oh. your shoes are too narrow. And I'm like, they're, they're 14 wides. And she's like, well, you need extra wides. I'm like, is that, is that a thing? It is. And apparently it's what I got to look for. Yep. And so I've heard about you, Mitch, extra wide. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm just going to extra wide are choice too, man. It, they feel so much better. I'm just going to get some straight up clown shoes. <laughs> so you'd be surprised. Clown shoes are more narrow and long than, than wide. Did you just well actually me on I, clown shoes? I did. <laughs> uh, wonderful. I, I wide-splained you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I'll have shoes for the trip. I don't know about comfortable shoes. Let's see. Well, if they're wide, they'll probably be more comfortable than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's exactly the reason that I proposed uh, going when when my family and I went. And Julie was like, why are we going here? What what reason are you taking us here? And I was like, hmm. all right, well, I guess I have to fess up now. <laughs> and well, it's weird. <laughs> it it is, um, it it is as described. Like awesome. the descriptions that are given in the book are really accurate. Well, Neil Gaiman is so convincing and charming, mm-hmm. even in writing. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm sold, sir. Yep. Have you have you watched American Gods? I've watched most of it. Okay. I don't think I've seen its third season. I'm trying to remember at what point they actually I think that was in the second season when they actually go to House mm-hmm. on the Rock. And they I mean they shot in House on the Rock for for that and it was like you can tell. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. We also got some like a ghost tour and a cheese something and a brewery. Oh, yeah. Some Wisconsin things. Nice. Nice. We are, uh, we're probably gonna, well, we did get tickets to go to a Grizzlies game, Gateway Grizzlies game. Uh, we, we'd go, we try to go every fourth, the weekend of the fourth, cause they do, uh, fireworks in the outfield. And this is a sports? Yeah, it's, uh, it is semi-professional baseball. Cool. Uh, it's, you know, it gets oh. you the, the whole baseball experience without, paying Cardinals ticket prices and we have a lot of fun. And this is the place I think I remember, they have the donut burgers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing I know about it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the concession stand situation. Yeah, they uh they also have um uh Philly cheese nachos. So I don't know if I talked about this here or not, but like I I volunteered for my kids cheer team at the concession stand. Mm-hmm. At the place where the where it used to be a football team, and all of the concession stands were like staffed by volunteers who were fundraising for their various organizations. Sure. And there was a training, but the training wasn't really about like food safety. It was mainly just about how the register worked. And there was supposed to be an employee around, but the employee managed like six different stands, so they only like cycled by so often. So some things that happened there, like bothered me quite a bit mm. like someone propped open the walk-in and i'm like you can't do that and they're like why not i'm like well this see this like pointy needle thing that's in this area that's like red um that's for the temperature and it's not supposed to be there <laughs> they're like but i don't want to get stuck inside I'm like you can't get stuck inside that's from like 
home refrigerators from the fifties. Like it, it was in Punky Brewster, but it is not for this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was also in, uh, uh, Brady Bunch and that's, that's not how they work. Right. I'm like, here, I'll just go in, you close the door and I'll see if I can escape. <laughs> and of course you can. <laughs> they yeah. don't like seal people in. Like that's not how it works. But, but like, it could that be was shocking. It could be. And then also there were these large plastic bags of meat for the nachos. And those large bags went into a steam table to heat them up. Sure. Which is fine. Let's feel like that's how it works. Except the problem was at the end of the night, they took the unopened one that was in the steam table and put it back in the lock-in on top of some other presumably kind of cold meat. And I'm like, oh, you can't do that. Like, well, it'd be a waste to throw it away. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to give everyone a giardia. Like, you can't do that. You, this is, you can't heat it and then cool it again. Nope. Nope. So, oh, and another dude spilled a beer in the ice. And I'm like, you have to like change the ice now. Yep. He's like, but there's so much. I'm like, yeah. You, you will you don't give, spill a beer into it then. Right. I'm like, yeah, but, but you can't give beer ice to people. Nope. Nope. Oh. And so it really like made me call into question all of the concession stand purchases I've ever made. But Mitch. It has actually not stopped me from eating. I was going to say, but Mitch, they have a cheeseburger that's on right. Krispy Kreme buns. Right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to resist. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to resist the first time, but I have not returned to that. <laughs> because now you know. I Now I know. Uh, however, it didn't stop me from uh, having the um, the Philly cheese nachos multiple times. Mm-hmm. Those are those are worth the return trip. I'm not from here, and I do not understand baseball. It's the most boring sport on That's the planet. How I feel about it. A single person is playing the game at a time, but mm-hmm. there are like 13 people in the field, mm-hmm. like watching what is being told to me as a high stakes game of catch. But it does not appear that way to me. No. Occasionally, there's some excitement that is very brief. Mm-hmm. Yep. I enjoy playing baseball. I enjoy watching live baseball. I do not enjoy watching it televised. It is boring as shit. I like live baseball because of the concessions. So you don't like baseball? I hearing. do like baseball. I, I, <laughs> I like live baseball because of the concessions. Uh, I like Sounds live like you baseball don't like baseball. Also, no, I like it. I like it because I can distract myself with with people watching and concessions. There's enough <laughs> other distractions. <laughs> I like live people baseball watching. for everything but the baseball. No, it's there's just enough other stuff going on to interest me to keep me to keep me entertained. Well, and I will cop to you. Like maybe if I understood baseball, I would like it better. I but I have no idea what's going on. Like, is was this an important pitch? Like, I don't know. Oh, like I caught it and he touched that guy and he threw it over there and now they're changing places. Is that good? I don't know. It's a it's a pretty simple game. It honestly is a, a pretty simple game to learn. It's it is far less complicated than uh um football is. Now, a thing that totally baffled me not too long ago in this last summer or springtime, I had gone to Forest Park and I was going to the history museum. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking, a man hurried past me who was wearing like wool pants and suspenders and a little cap. And he had a mustache of facial hair that was very impressive, but he looked like he had stepped out of, you know, um, gangs of New York or something. Sure. And he goes to a, a diamond shaped field where there are other people dressed as him 
engage in a baseball-like sport. And as he is approaching, an old man approaches him and says, Call me where are you going? And he's like, is this where the stickball game is? And I'm like, well, I see, I see this. Why are you asking? This is an odd question to ask. And the old man, yes, call me old man, (laughs) uh, (laughs) says, which one are you looking for? And I was floored, right? Like there are so many stickball games that he might have arrived at the wrong one. And the answer was even more shocking when he said, I play for blah. The guy said, that's the next field over. I'm like, there are at least four stickball teams. Well, this sounds like a stickball league. It does sound like a league. Yeah. Which is, is baffling to me. Yeah. I mean, some people, some people like doing things out of doors. I am not one of them, but some people do. I guess. And again, if this was, you know, 1878, this would not have surprised (laughs) me. But as it was, well, I mean, some people like doing, uh, the reenactment stuff. I guess this is a similar situation. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly am not familiar with the, the stickball, uh, cosplay situation here in St. Louis. Wow. We could probably sponsor a team. Probably. Speaking of swinging sticks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Tony. Hey, this is Mitch. And this is David. We are the backseat producers. And tonight we're going to talk about R, 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 R. Which of the two versions of R, 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 are you, uh, are you most behind here? Because there are two versions that are presented to us at the beginning of the movie. Uh, story. Uh-huh. Water. And f- uh-huh. Or fire. Uh-huh. And water. So that's, that's the first one. Mm-hmm. But then, with like 35 minutes into the movie, when we finally get the <laughs> the title card, mm-hmm. it is Rise, Roar, Revolt. Is yeah, I choose to believe it's both. I I do too, honestly. I'm I am perfectly fine with it being both. This movie earned both of them, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, high level review. I loved the, the ever loving shit out of this movie. <laughs> From the minute it started till the very end, I loved it. Yeah. I will watch this movie again and will enjoy it again and again. No mm-hmm. doubt. I was maybe an hour into the movie before I had already messaged someone to recommend it to them. Yep. Yeah. Same. A hundred percent. All the way in. The only thing I hated is it was only three hours long. <laughs> That was the worst part. That was the worst Why part. did they have to make montages? Why couldn't they have just laid out those sequences? <laughs> I love, love the, the friendship montages. montage. Oh. Like, I, so I wanted my, a whole TV series of the, of the friendship montage. One of my favorite things about this movie is the like, the cultural translation of fraternity, like between Indian men mm-hmm. who will like casually hold hands with their friends and shit and like dance with each other. Which is not a thing we do here. Nope. With our male friends. I mean, I'll hold uh, your hand. I don't know. That'd be weird. <laughs> this is not a thing we do here. Just comes off as like this gay, this budding gay relationship. And I was a hundred percent in for the homoeroticism that I knew I was projecting onto the movie. 
Like, culturally, I knew I was doing that, and I also knew I didn't care. Well, and I just love, I mean, we could go stepwise through every single action sequence, and I could gush about how I loved it for a variety of reasons. But for the uh, friendship montage, the origin of it is like, oh, you appear to be quite a badass. I myself am a badass. (laughs) Maybe we should be besties. And the other guy was like, fuck yeah. And like, let me climb up on your shoulders. Let's do it. And like mm-hmm. that, that's. Mm-hmm. Watch me while I do pull-ups. Right. <laughs> and the, the song that they I sang. Loved it. I love though how they met. One looks down into a group of men and <laughs> eyeballs one of them. And that same dude is looking up at the other guy on the bridge and they like do a hand signal. That they both know, like full on know that this not very elaborate hand signal means that I'm going to get on a horse and grab yeah. a rope and you're going to get on a motorcycle right. and come up and get the other part of this rope. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to jump off <laughs> the bridge together yes. to save this kid from an exploding Holy oil train. Shit. Like, I was already in before that, but at that point, I was like, oh my god, this movie is everything I never knew that I needed in a movie, and I'm being presented with right now. And also, like, the quality of the level of detail for the ridiculous sequences, I thought was really good. Like, the dude grabs the flag, and then, like, midway through the swing, I was like, what the fuck are these dudes going to do about this fire when this swing happens back? Nope. Don't worry. Got it covered. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Literally, literally covered. And then they run at each other under water. <laughs> yeah. Leave physics at the door with this entire movie because it just doesn't exist anymore. I would prefer these physics. The magic of their brotherhood mm-hmm. just pushes physics to the side. What if instead of physics we had the power of love? Oh my god. This proved it. This is what Huey Lewis was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. So in the action sequence before that, right, where Raju is at, there's a mob Uh that's attacking some outpost, and he goes into the mob Mm -hmm. to make an arrest. I was so impressed by this many times because of the 10,000 extras or whatever they have. I mean, you got a billion people like. (laughs) Right. And then when they are shooting him in a dog pile and how he is, I'm sorry, to be clear, filming him in the dog pile and how he's like escaping from that. I was just so impressed by the setup of that scene and how I always understood where he was in relation to others and how Mm -hmm. this movement was possible and happening. Like never once did they lose me in that giant ass crowd that they set up. Which is wild because there's so many people and so much shit's happening, but I don't understand why we constantly get this new dark shaky cam shit in movies when like clearly this can be done. Right. Not only that, but the choreography of every action sequence was ridiculously impressive how they would run through things in fast motion and slow motion. Like it wasn't just jacking off with it. Like Zack Snyder does because mm-hmm. he just jerks off with, with slow-mo and speed up, mm-hmm. but they do it. They did it in such a really fun way that showed off the choreography of these fights. Like it was insane how like the fight at the end was just mind blowing. Like, I was sitting there and like had to stop it and 
to like tell the children, you guys need to come watch this. This is amazing <laughs> because I don't believe the bullshit that I just saw and I need somebody else to see it. <laughs> Even though it's been on a film that's been out for months, someone else has to witness this <laughs> with me. <laughs> Fucking Ray Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was awesome in his role. He was awesome. And let's see. They did give us that warning and then stay true to it. All the animals were CGI. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it wasn't like as good as something like Life of Pi or maybe even The Lion King, but it never once took me out of it because the CGI was as thematic as the rest of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, and I focus on the badassery, mm-hmm. which drew the eye. That cougar jumped on him and he threw it on someone else. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, what impressed me most about that scene is one, it was ridiculous, mm-hmm. and two, they had set it up. But the most interesting part about it for me was that consistently, the animals still attacked him. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it was an American movie, it would be him and the animals. But no, the animals are just fucking running wild, and that mm-hmm. tiger was pissed. <laughs> well, the when they all jump out of the, the truck, which... I'm going to need that as a screensaver. <laughs> yeah. There are, there are many moments in this movie that I'm just going to need as a screensaver. Uh, that one at the one at the end with, uh, with, uh, Rom shooting the arrow through the fire. Uh-huh. Like the fire opens up and he's shooting the arrow. Mm-hmm. Like, but they, like that whole truck sequence happens and him and the animals are jumping out and then they all t- immediately turn on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. These are just wild animals. He didn't train them or any. No. We just. Oh, that's what. That's why he was getting chased by, by the wolf. Now I understand. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and speaking of like, now I understand. Right. Because we go through all of the beginning, and it's. Wait, sorry, I'm getting ahead. <laughs> I forgot. In the in the first half, there is also a moment where they go to a garden party. Oh yeah, and and there's you know some regular sort of garden party activities, and I'm like, I see it coming. I'm like, yeah, oh, you already shit. know what's happening. Are we are we escalating to a dance off? And not only did Chekhov's dance off happen for me, it was a million times better than I could have imagined. Because it was like a full so Bali dance-off. Yeah. It was so good. Like, and it told a story. Like, they told a story with the dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so good. And there are a few things that are as impressive to me as an Indian man's confidence on the dance floor. Uh, and this was brought forward in this film, like, so great. I'm just like, I was just giggling with glee the entire time. It and was then the one and dude fun. took a dive in the dance-off. He did for his friend, for Just his bestie. So goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. Look, I guess I would say a complaint might be it's not okay to engineer a situation where a woman is put into a dangerous situation just so that you can swoop in and be her savior as a tool for romance. That maybe is not is not the greatest thing. But also... But it was pretty fucking fantastic in this movie. <laughs> it was. But also... I was sold at it. She was one of the British occupying India, so like she was. So uh, she she also was kind of stuff going on there. (laughs) She was really there for it. (laughs) 
my my whole my favorite part of that whole sequence though is when he gets tripped and he's on the ground and he he looks up and Rom just walks over to those drums and gives him the <laughs> look like, bro, we got this, bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it just starts Picks up that tray. Banging on that drum. And it's just like, oh shit, we got this, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Their powers of brotherhood, like, full on opened up telepathy between those two. Like, mm-hmm. it was, they just always knew what the other was doing. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so good. Well, and then again, I don't think there's anything that's not forecast in this movie. There were no surprises. There's no nope. any twist. There wasn't a, a turn. So when there is a moment of betrayal, right? I, I mean, I think everyone sees it coming 10 miles away, but it hurt. It hurt worse than Mr. Orange. It, it hurt worse, worse than it Hans walking out song. on Anna. It was, it was the, song. the song. The was, songs were so uh-huh. elaborate. <laughs> Like the lyrics were so dense to those songs. Oh my god! Will it end in bloodshed? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Will it? Well, wait a minute. They're already bleeding. So right. <laughs> Odds are. Oh man! And then, uh, then we finally get some backstory for our other character. Yeah. Well. I- I, for a minute there, I was wondering, did I miss something? Because like, there's a lot going on here. Did I just, did I just miss some backstory here? Why don't I understand what what his story is? And about the oh. point where I'm really questioning that, that's when we we get all that backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had, uh, you know, a light, and I'm going to say like feather light flirtation with the uh, these two people, just as like Indian revolutionaries. Um, like real people. So I was like, mm. like that whole first sequence where he's working that outpost. It's like, this is a very, we have a weird relationship with colonialism in this movie, but then it didn't have a weird relationship with colonialism in this movie. Just the usual one. Just the usual one. Yeah. Then it made a lot more sense to me when we got the backstory. I thought it was kind of great that we got the two disclaimers at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. There was the one about the animals and the other one that was basically, all right, white people, please don't hate us for this because you know we're just telling a story here. That's really how it was. Well, I mean, but- I also think that the disclaimer was not also for Indian people. Like, we're not disrespecting oh, no. the memory of these revolutionaries, whatever, by having them do the things they're going to do in this movie, which is yeah. fucking ridiculous. That first tiger chase scene. <laughs> Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> the tiger's clawing him <laughs> when he grabs those chains, and like the tiger is roaring in his face, and he just roars back. <laughs> yes, so fucking ridiculous. He is their shepherd. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everything about this movie was wonderful and ridiculous. And our flashback backstory had sub flashbacks within it, mm-hmm. which I think. I mean. I didn't look up the cinema sins for this, but I'm sure that'll be in there. Flashback within a flashback. But I loved it. I was no, I never felt lost, so I did not care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I didn't even feel upset by the the mini montage of remembering things that happened an hour ago in this in in the movie <laughs> that happened because yep. there was a there was a whole sequence. Where it was like we did just see this an hour ago. Right. But I'm okay being reminded of it because there are badass stuff in the montage. 
<laughs> but it was a dense hour ago. <laughs> it was. Remember what I wrote on your shoulder after you <laughs> tripped that time? <laughs> but that did come back later. That did it come did. back later. It did. Which for me raises the important D&D question. Is that if I'm a paladin, can I choose another paladin as my mount? <laughs> you know... I kept thinking of this in terms of the D&D game that we played uh, just because with Luke, he leans into the rule of cool. Like if yeah. something is cool, we'll just fucking break all the rules for it. Like if, if it sounds fun, we'll still roll for it and the roll can fail, but I'll give you a chance to roll for it. If it, if it's, if it's fun, if it sounds cool and it just seems like, these D and D players just kept rolling great, especially yes. that that final sequence, that There's final fight. Oh my god! Like at one point, I tried to explain to my youngest, like, you need to watch the sequence of events because these things happen in fluid motion with each other. He throws one guy, throws a guy at the other. When he does that, the second guy shoots an arrow at the guy that is thrown. Oh yes, then. Then, while running at the guy, plucks the arrow from him, <laughs> turns around, stabs two dudes with the arrow, then turns and kicks a third dude into a flaming branch right. that the first dude catches, turns, like, over the back of his shoulder, catches, yeah. turns, smacks a guy riding a motorcycle, that the motorcycle continues on back to the second dude who kicks the motorcycle into right. the air, catches it in his bare hands mm-hmm. on the wheel, and then swings it at people. Yes. That is one sequential shot. Like that all happens in that order. Now there's As cuts there. Intended. Yeah. There's cuts <laughs> there, but my God, that like at no point did I ever question what was happening as I did. I never got confused by that sequence of events, which sometimes can happen in like some of the Marvel movies. There's just a lot of shit going on that gets confusing. Right. I never felt that way with any of the action in this movie. It was it was just mm-hmm. really well choreographed. Absolutely. Yeah. It looked so good and made so much sense in the spaces where they were. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. That like we. I mean. I was never confused about where people were or how this action was flowing or moving. Nope. And once you sort of, and I think they, that's what those early bits are. I accepted the undeniable badassery of these two. And because they are on such a high level, they're also coordinated. Yes. <laughs> so, so they have that magic of catching each other's burning brands or plucking arrows from chests yep. and such. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and, earlier, before that sequence where that dude has the bow, he's out there underneath the statue with the bow, mm-hmm. brooding or something. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to see him use that bow at some point, and it's going to be hot. And it was. He got a whole outfit change before he started using it. And, like, that might have upset me, except I would rather them show me more of him arrowing people than explain about his outfit. So I was happy about it. Yep. Same with like any serendipity that happened in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they did that instead of explained things more because that gave me more time for badassery. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I think there was only one point where I, I was like, wait a minute, how did that person get there? And that literally only happened once in the entire movie. And I may have just been awestruck by something else and didn't realize what happened. And it was, it was after that sequence, actually, when they're riding the motorcycle and horse together next to each other. And they give another, then they give each other another hand signal, mm-hmm. which apparently means you ride the motorcycle up the hill. Right. And jump off <laughs> at the right time. Yeah. Uh huh. And then I will shoot an air, a flaming arrow into right. the motorcycle. As you do. Which will, which will then fly into the building mm-hmm. and set off the TNT that, that I know is on the floor below the top level where everyone is. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is another bit like, I could have, I feel like TNT goes into some sort of secure site, not a room with windows in the middle of a building. Uh, but also, I mean, it's on the second floor. I'll take that trade for a bunch of explosions. Yeah. Right. I'll let that slide. So the, the part, the only part that I questioned was I didn't know how, um, is it Raju? Mm -hmm. The other guy, like there's Ram and Raju. No, wait. I think those are the same person. So the beam, beam, sorry, beam. Yeah. Beam. Uh, Beam is the one that jumps off the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. But seconds later, we see him running through the exploding building. Mm. Like, that's the only part where I was like, I don't understand how he got there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was fine with it, but I didn't understand <laughs> it. out those two pallets of... <laughs> right? <laughs> Look what all I got! <laughs> Anybody need a gun? <laughs> I got all of them here. Uh, Every goddamn time. (laughs) I was almost immediately distracted by the uh, white woman wrapped in barbed wire, which is what I would like as my desktop background. (laughs) Yeah, well, that, yeah. I did like how the blood was dripping, and he looks up, and it was like, oh, I know what that is. And this is great. (laughs) Yeah. Because that bitch needed to go. She was horrible. (laughs) And I thought the... The horribleness of her and her husband, uh, like, was just what I needed. Right? This is this is all all wonderful. Yeah, this I didn't need an elaborate time. backstory about how they were abused as children or right. anything, which I feel like we can't have real villains that are just villains anymore. Like, we gotta do a thing, right? For some reason. No, it was it was perfect. Like this, these people are villains because the first thing you see them do is throw a few coins on the ground and just steal this child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All I think right. that was honest. It's like in the first seven minutes, this movie dialed up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize when you said that, I, I mean, I had already watched well past that, but I knew exactly what you were talking about. Cause I checked the time at that point too. And it was like, Oh shit, seven minutes in and this movie's already going there. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why we had that disclaimer. Cause I mean, I, I just, I wasn't aware. So I'm like, well, is it because we have multiple, you know, Indian, Hindi, Pakistani, Muslim. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not culturally familiar with, with the region. So I'm thinking maybe there's just conflict in the region that I'm not aware of. So they, they just want to, you know, settle any, any fears that, you know, this mm. is just a story. And then it was like, oh, oh, it's the, col- it's the colonizers. It's the white people. Okay. Mm. These are the good, these are, these are good bad guys to have. These are, these are like having Nazis as bad guys. <laughs> It's, it's okay. It's okay to be like okay. having Nazis as bad guys. Well, now yeah. that's controversial now that's just, yeah. for some reason. Like, there's a lot of bad guys on both sides. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this. <laughs> well, and <laughs> the woman was a Nazi, right? In the uh, Indiana Jones Last Crusade, she was the. Was yeah, that her? Ilsa. Was that her? Yeah. Oh, I thought so. Holy crap! I I was not aware of that. Oh shit! I already have IMDb open. Ugh. There's no way that's Elsa. All right. Allison Duty. <laughs> God damn! It is Elsa. Wow. Nice. Wow. Nice call. So no damn. wonder. Immediately disliked. Holy Gosh. crap! There was just so much to like about every moment in this movie. Yeah. But even like. We already gushed about the montages, but even went hard in the montage, like where he lights a wheel on fire and it rolls in just the perfect way to ring with fire, our fire hero. They don't have fire powers, but like there's a scene where he's wielding fire against another person wielding water and the imagery is so good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm struggling to think of anything that I actually had a problem with in this movie to be critical about. I mean. They kind of gloss over child soldiers. Yeah, but that was a thing. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. And they did make him kill his own dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, his dad made him do it. Well, his, yeah, his, his dad made him do it. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the storytelling goes, well, and, and to even that is connected to that story, right? Like at that young age, learning that you sacrifice everything. To attack these colonizers. Yeah. Was the message from his dad. And it, I mean, it kind of explains how he was so deeply entrenched in everything. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was down deep in the guts of it, which yeah. is, which is how, why he was like, it, it gave a narrative reason why he was able to betray his friend because it wasn't about betraying his friend. It was about the mission that he already sacrificed right. his dad for. So why not a, why not this dude that I've known for a short time? I mean, he's not my dad. You're not my I real blew, dad. He, who I blew up. You're not my dead dad. Yeah. Oh. I did <laughs> like how people kept running into people that the other one knew. Oh yeah, that serendipity. Yeah. But again, like they could have explained, they could have like written a reason why they would be there, but I didn't need it. Nope. Nope. I'd rather have that time spent on tiger fights. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tiger fights or that outrageous whipping scene Whew. that turns into a musical number. Right. <laughs> oh, just when it was something to passion. There is a music time. video on YouTube of that whole scene because I was trying to find the, the dance off scene on youtube because i figured if anything the dance-off scene would be on youtube because i was going to show it to aaron last night while we were waiting for holden to get off of work so i was like oh this is this is a music video from this so i start playing it and i was like oh oh shit this is this is a different scene (laughs) so we watched the whole thing and it was like yep yep that was the whole scene except the, the only difference is the youtube video doesn't give you the uh the subtitles so you don't get the full effect uh, of the song and the depth of the lyrics <laughs> that are in the song. Yeah, because it was a it was a hard right turn for a moment for me, and was like, "What is happening?" But then I got into this I got into this <laughs> song. I'm like, okay, "I'm coming with you, movie." Yep. If you're going there, I'm coming with. I the one thing that I 
I found kind of refreshing was that uh, his mission was over once once he rescued his sister. And, you know, he's he's getting ready to leave and go back. And he's like, yeah, I just need to leave with my sister now. Fuck that guy. Because he was a dick to me. You know, after I thought we were friends. Oh, wait, there's more to his story. I guess I was really the asshole here. Time to go back. <laughs> what if I am the asshole? <laughs> well, aren't I the fucking asshole? <laughs> What? Okay, again, I'm really stretching to find things that are complaints. There's, this snake is super deadly. There's no cure. Wait, no, here's a cure from regular items I found here on the street. To be fair, he says the British don't have a cure for that. Also true. Yep, yep that's true. And I looked it up, and apparently those snake bites are only about 10% fatal anyway. <laughs> I do like that that guy's like, You'll get out of the bonds in a day. Live your life. <laughs> like, it's just like the immediate resignation to death. <laughs> this rando has told me I'm going to die from this snake bite. I better get my affairs in order. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, because he didn't actually have any problem with the guy. It's no. just he needed it for this deep mission, this departed level mission that he was on. Yep. There's so much dust in this dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a delight. It is a delight. I do. I have a. I do have a complaint about this, and that's that uh, most of my Netflix suggestions are now Bollywood, Hollywood, or the other Hollywood. Hey, though, if they are even sixty percent as I good don't as this, feel like they're gonna be though. Oh, maybe not. Rough. But man, this was this was a a joyous surprise to to come across. Hey, did you say you couldn't find the dance-off? On YouTube, I could not. Oh, I found the full dance-off video Oh, okay. On nice. I just, I was, we were looking very quickly, so maybe I just didn't didn't look hard enough. No, Plus, I, we found that one and watched the whole thing, and it was like, boy, after that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just ensorcelled by this again. Look at all the shit they're doing with these suspenders. Yeah. Look at how their faces do not move. Like, they stay perfectly level and still, despite the rest of this whole full-body motion. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. I wonder, uh, can I get a list of movies, of, like, best Bollywood movies that RRR is at the top of? Ooh. Then I might trust that list. Oh, that's a, that's a good call. So, uh, I think the problem with that line of thinking yeah. is that, what if this is just a mediocre Hollywood movie? Oh. <laughs> yeah. What if that's the scenario? Do you want to? Do oh. you want to break your brain here for a minute? Yeah. How much do you think this? The budget of this movie was in U.S. dollars. Fifteen million. Oh, I would have guessed like three hundred. Three hundred million. Yeah. Right. That's what a blockbuster movie budget, right? Yeah. The actual budget for this movie in U.S. dollars is forty-four point three million. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Even with 1,000 extras for a fight scene. 3.5 billion rupees. Oh, there you go. It's the exchange rate. That's where it gets you. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. All right. So I guess the, is it the director of this movie? Yeah. Also directed the Bahubali series. Um, So Bahubali, the beginning and Bahubali 2. The, the conclusion. conclusion. <laughs> I'm seeing that now. <laughs> In the Bahubali cinematic universe. They are 
sword and sandal fantasies, uh, which has this sort of action and diehard emotional sincerity. Like, okay, I'm in for the Bahubali series. You know what? If it's, if it's anything like this, I, okay, a sword and sandal movie with this level of detail, energy, action, effect, and heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the biggest, goofiest smile on my face during that dance-off. Me too. Like, I just, I was just enjoying my life watching that. It was just, it was so much fun. I just expected the party to be mm-hmm. super racist, uh, and then it yeah. turned into this, and I was very pleased with the direction it had gone. Yep. Because it chose to be better. <laughs> oh, there was another moment that just sort of, like, tickled my brain. So they had just saved a boy from the exploding oil tr- tanker train. Yep. Mm-hmm. And their follow-up to that immediately after is to climb a human pyramid and bust a pinata together. Yeah. Next to you the do. burning wreckage of this bridge. That's what you do. Sure. Oh, fantastic. I uh, checked the great big book of celebrations, and that's actually the official celebration for saving a child from a oh. burning tanker. Bust a pinata. Mm-hmm. On top of a human pyramid, mm-hmm. and that not just your you know like your little cheerleader pyramid. This was like a full oh, on. It was a big pyramid. A big pyramid. They had to climb it. Yeah, they used the yeah yeah. It was scaled. At least one architect was there mm-hmm. to design yeah. this human pyramid. I mean, that's the advantage of having a billion people in your country. Yeah, it's true. You're gonna like have for every street festival, you've got like a lot of skills to draw from. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. And then I, I didn't look up anything. It, did this movie do well on things like Rotten Tomatoes and other stuff? Uh, I thought it did based on... It. I never looked that shit up. Because, I mean, I loved it. <laughs> I want more of it. I, I did, too. If I remember right, it, it did well on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Yes, it did. Uh, it was 91% on the tomato meter with 53 reviews and 94% audience score. Yeah, deservedly so. And it rolls in at a PG thirteen rating, so because even though there was violence, there wasn't a lot of gore. There wasn't language. There wasn't sex. Not the stuff that we normally push us into the R category. Oh wow! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta I've got words for this reviewer. Oh, a negative. Roger game. Moore of Movie Nation uh, gave it a two out of four. Uh, the fourth R in this title might have been repetitive, as this popcorn or its Indian equivalent action picture runs out of gas an hour before the movie run before it runs out of movie. I think it's Bell El Puri <laughs> is the popcorn equivalent. It's like a puffed rice that's savory. It's delicious. You can get it at Global Foods. Good. Use offer code. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Rohan Rohan Nahar of the Indian Express, director S.S. Rajamouli's maximalist ode to machismo, nationalism, and male bonding, RRR, pushes the boundaries of believability on a minute-to-minute basis. That is somehow a negative review. Yeah, all of that seems right. I mean, that that all tracks. Like, maybe the nationalism, but, like, really they're just talking about the freedom fighters – that like freed their nation from colonialism. So I think this is a positive. Yeah. Uh. Sukhyana Verma, Rediff.com, two out of five. Bikes are tossed, bombs are tossed, 
spritzer tossed. R R R throws so <laughs> much from all directions, and yet I left the theater feeling nothing. Marvelous film ever made in history. Agreed. Yep, I'm there for that. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to see an Indian movie and aren't just looking for romance, this would be a good place to start. Is the overwhelming amount of Indian cinema romance? I am not aware. I feel like there's a lot of romantic dance numbers. I'll do the head bobble. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they did that gesture several times. The Yeah. Which is, I don't think, a gesture that I use. I understood what it meant. Is it something that... Does it feel like it's just more popular in India, or was it just for this character? No, it's the thing that it's a thing. Like you see this happen regularly in your life now? Mm, I mean, I don't hang out with a ton of Indian people like in person. Oh, right. So it is like a culture. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not it's part like a, of humanity that I have missed. Like in general, it's part of a mm-hmm. culture that I have. I have not. It's a form of nonverbal communication that means yes, good, maybe okay, or I understand. Hmm. All right. Ooh, uh, so I... I'm looking. I'm looking through some of the uh, audience reviews, just looking for the bad ones. One star. <laughs> what a piece of utter nonsense! Even worse than typical Bollywood films. Thomas M. Insightful. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Even worse. The thing is, is I'm having a hard time finding yeah. a lot of super negative reviews. Indian S. Half star. Waste of time. Too much of illogical action. False. <laughs> Schwedel Y. Two stars. RRR is a poorly written colonial action drama. It reminds you time and again that it's in fact fiction. You don't need the disclaimer to tell you that everything is fictionalized and that it holds no factor of realism. I understand that the film is a work of fiction, but I com- but it completely dissociates the viewer as if they are reminded of that by the film itself every second. You are disillusioned repeatedly as the characters continue to be beyond human in every scene. It was exhausting. There was so much. (laughs) Wait a minute. Oh my god. This just keeps going. Uh, There was so much happening, but ironically, you could follow it, understand it, get bored, and then some. (laughs) The only ounce of emotion that could be evoked in an informed viewer was the collective recollection of rebellion due to our colonial past. Oh my god, this just keeps going. I'm not going to read it. Second like, best Telugu film. Huh. It's number one. Doesn't say. <laughs> Which is it's interesting that the, um, surprisingly, the, uh, the negative reviews are not coming from people with Merkin names. Hmm. Like the overwhelmingly one star reviews are not, are not Bubba's and, and Jim Bob's. Sure. Which I, I just kind of assumed was going to be the case. I just assumed they weren't going to watch it. I mean, there's probably that. Oh. Yeah, also true. Man, I'm, this is going to be my go-to recommendation for like the next month. Yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is a fun movie. Oh. All right. I'm probably I've already gonna recommended it. round the kids up and watch it with them sometime just because I've been talking up just how ridiculous and awesome it is. Well, man, what are we going to watch next week? How are we going to top this? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we aren't. I'm uh, not going to be here next week, so pick something I don't want to watch. Where are you going to be? I have tickets to a concert. Mm. Well, we can always just skip on next week, or Mitch, you and I can do mm-hmm. something. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good either way. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Talk about Top Gun if you want. Oh, so yeah. Maybe I will not see. 
Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, if you have the opportunity to see it between now and then, I'm I'm willing to talk it up. I I haven't seen it. And then, well, let's just go ahead and uh, if you guys can can uh, commit to it uh, the week after, we can do Thor. I already have my tickets. Let me see where I'm going. A friend of mine's doing the thing where he rents a theater. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, Yeah, which is awesome. I'm not going to be able to see it until the 12th. What? I know. Uh, so I think the ninth is what I am seeing. Oh, that's for. Saturday. Yeah, that's the day after release. So yeah. we've got tickets for Friday evening. Yeah. All yes. right. So uh, the thirteenth, we will do uh, Thor, Love, Love and, and Thunder. Thunder. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. I'm excited about that. I'm trying to think of anything else that I really wanted to talk about with this movie. There was just so much good yeah. in it. When I watched it, I was like super excited about it. Then I'm also like, well, I'm just going to like gush over this movie for an hour. Yep. Yeah, here we are at an hour one. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> All right. Well, I still got like another hour of this Stranger Things to watch. It's the last episode's an hour and 40 minutes. Like, come on. Mm. Tighten up your is this Is this the end of season four now? Uh, I think or... there's a break. There's a couple more episodes in Ju- at, later in July. I thought they were coming out like Friday. Oh, is maybe right? it's Friday. I don't know. I don't know. The, the way I've been hearing it talked about recently, I just assumed it was coming out on Friday. Let's I've only watched Stranger like one episode things. of season two. I've seen all of season one, but like an episode or two of season two, I'm I'm that far behind. The second set of two episodes will be released on July 1st. Woo! There you go. So you're, get, you're getting there right in time, Mitch. Yes. Nice. Nice. This season's been uh, way scarier than the previous seasons. Oh, yeah? Well, I've liked it. Cool. Cool. So much kate bush that's true but you know i don't mind a lot of bush no nope. <laughs> i mean it is the 80s so mm-hmm. you should kind of expect it tony they're mm-hmm. children not everybody in there is a child kate bush wasn't a child kate bush was never young but that song is perfect for the series like yeah it like lines up with the theme song like were you planning this because this goes well which song or is it Run up that hill. hill. Yeah. So, what I find interesting is like there's this narrative about how that song was so popular in the 80s. I literally don't remember hearing that song until recently. Like, I do not. Like, I was, I listened to, I was 14 years old when that movie, that song was released. I listened to radio all the goddamn time. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed I have this problem sometimes too, but sometimes what it is is that I was not an ang- angsty teenage girl. And I think there was yeah. like a different like group. Like I didn't know who Tori Amos was for until much later. While other people have been like, you know, crying and listening to her music for like years. Right. I had different yeah. depressing music I listened to. Yeah. I le- actually learned about Tori Amos because of Queensryche of all weird things, because like I had a metal magazine and like Queensryche was featured and like, they do the thing where it's like, what kind of music are listen are you listening to? And like three out of the four of them listed Tori Amos as like something new that they were listening to. And I was like, who's that? Right. <laughs> so I went and picked up a couple of CDs because. Yeah. Well, you know, the marketing was very in narrow lanes of where things were going. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, at that time I also, uh, I had a friend who worked in radio mm-hmm. and I got really disillusioned by radio because of him working in it 
like, you know, I, I saw some of the behind the scenes stuff. I, I would go hang out with him at work and stuff. And like, I called him one day and I don't remember if it was a Tuesday or Thursday, but whichever day it was, I called him and normally we could talk for a while while he was on at work. And he was like, man, I got to get off the phone. It's like, all right, he goes, I'll talk about it later. And like, he rushed me off the phone super quick. And like, we went to dinner that night and he was like, yeah, man, sorry. It was, uh, it was, uh, uh, promoter day. What are you talking about? He's like, this is the day of the week that all the promoters call giving the, the station execs and DJs shit. So they'll play their music. Mm-hmm. I'm like what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, that's how they did that. That's how they do that. They just give them shit. And that's how they, it's like, how, why, how, how do you think we can give away all these, these, uh, these concert tickets and everything? It's like, we just get them from the promoters and the promoters are just, it's it's all a I scratch your back, you scratch mine thing. It's like, wow, oh, that really sucks. He's like, yeah, it's it's awful. We never got rid of payola. <laughs> no, no, not even a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, capitalism—that's how it works. Sure, sure. All right. Well, I'm excited to um, talk about Top Gun if I can get it seen. And all I'll right, let you know. Yeah, and if not, and then we'll, Thor, uh, we'll we'll just skip a week and talk about Thor if if you cannot see it. Mm-hmm. All Sounds right. Good. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. See you later.